0: after more than a year and a half it is a delight to hear a choir behind me normalcy quote unquote is not always a positive word you've got to admit that for some people normalcy is not a good thing (laughs) you hope they overcome we overcome part of the normalcy but boy having that choir back having the offering plates being passed I know, I know you're holding your breath again with all the reports of what's going on now with the newest um, covid news and there are some who are tuned in this morning uh, who would be here quite a few actually who because they're afraid they may have been exposed this week uh, they're hesitant to get out to save you and me. They don't want, they don't want to get in the way. They don't want to, something bad to happen. We all know that and we all feel that. Uh, and I am so reticent and I will give so much pushback to having to go back to what we did in 2020. I don't want to go back there. Um, so I hope we can stay away from that. Let's pray together, could we please? Is he worthy, God? That's a question that we all have to answer within our own brain and in our own heart. It's a very personal question, Lord, that demands a verdict, demands an answer. Is he worthy? Father, you know we believe he is worthy. That's why we're here. We call ourselves Christian. We call ourselves little Christ because we believe he is worthy. And we have proven that lord you have proven it in our lives a thousand times over forgive us lord for our humanity we know you understand and therefore lord you're willing and able to redeem us and restore us every single day and we're grateful for that special gift of grace father so lord now we answer the question is he worthy And we focus on you, Lord, from the very beginning of this service, now and beyond. You are worthy, God. Father, we pray for those of our congregation right now who are in hospitals or maybe just recovering from after being in hospitals. We pray for the youngest to the oldest. We pray for our brothers and sisters who are at home right now, God, who would love to be here. Uh, they are shackled by disease and shackled by all sorts of infirmities, and they cannot be here, Lord. They best stay home, and there's no other way and no other place for them. And we're glad that, Father, you inspire the helpers, the spouses, and those from the institutions who come in to help us, the doctors and the nurses. And we thank you for the medicines, Lord. Thank you for so much. We ask your blessings, God, on the helpers. Be with the young and the old and bless us now as we listen for your word, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The key word today is focus. Focus. Focus on whether or not he's worthy. Uh, Carter started us off by having us focus. Uh, rather than focusing on our problems and our struggles around us, focus on him. Is he worthy of your focus? Oh, there'd be a whole bunch of folks, uh, maybe even the majority of people, who would say, no, he's not worthy. He's not worthy of your devotion. He's not worthy of your effort, your time, your sacrifice. He's not, no, God, I don't believe in God. There are people out there who will believe who will say that. Um, you know them and I know them. We see them all the time, sadly. Uh, Can you focus on him? Is he worthy? The headline screamed at me to read the article. Did you see it? Woman completes handwritten Bible She wrote the whole Bible Listen to the story Caroline Campbell has written the entire Bible by hand Completing in June a project which began nine years earlier her mother estimates that the completed manuscript, which she wrote, is, which is compiled in 43 binders, is more than 10,000 pages. Caroline serves as a greeter at her church in South Carolina and regularly visits church members in nursing homes. She got a job a few, a few years ago at a restaurant where the franchise owner said that after meeting her, quote, this girl is a star. Her personality shines. She's a true star and her star radiates. Her attitude makes our attitude better. Since completing her handwritten Bible, Caroline has received some attention in the media and is happy to hear that she's inspired others to love God's word as she does. She recently received a letter from a seminary student on the west coast who told her that he's gonna begin writing out the Bible by hand too. All of this helps Caroline fulfill her mission as she told Christianity Today, quote, I want to inspire people to learn the Bible, end quote. And by the way, Caroline has Down syndrome. How about that? Listen, listen to you, listen, listen to how quiet you are is he worthy <laughs> come on you are awed by that story amen she hand wrote the bible took nine years down syndrome irrelevant it came from in here is he worthy I learned a new term. I don't know how I missed it. I missed it. Supposedly, it came out in the 20 teens sometime. The term is God winks. Have you ever heard that term? God winks. It's those moments in life that some people call coincidences. The term was, was coined by a man named Squire Rushnell. Squire Rushnell. Squire. His mom had aspirations for him when he was named. A God wink is one of those coincidences that happen when, when you reflect on it, future and past, looking back, looking back from the past to it, you see that 20, 20 hindsight. And a God wink is when God is doing something, a coincidence in life where he's making himself known. A God wink, a God wink is like that. Um, I told you about my friend Natalie Burnett in her 80s, husband died, Henry died. Pouring down rain one Wednesday night on the way home from prayer meeting at our church in Macon, flat tire. She's on. The, she pulls over to the side of the road. She's 80 years old. Danneline Burnett, 80 plus years old, and faithful to come to church. And one of those summer storms came, and it was buckets. She pulls over to the side of the road. What's she gonna do? What's she gonna do? This is before cell phones. She didn't know what to do. Had no clue. Henry was always their chauffeur. Henry always bought the groceries. He always put gasoline in the tank. Natalie didn't even know where the tires were, much less a tire change. Out of the blue, somebody knocked on the window, pouring down rain. She cracked the window just that much because she was on the seedy side of town. She was a little intimidated by it. Ma'am, may I help (sighs) you? She did know how to pop the trunk, so she popped the trunk, he got out the tire. He changed the tire rolled up the window. She never saw him again. God wink. I told you about Helen Fisher. Helen was dying. She would die within a week. And she hadn't seen her son in ten years because he had committed some kind of crime and he was on the run, and she hadn't heard from him because he knew better than to call mama because if he did, the authorities would probably get him. So he didn't call mama, and mama was dying. and I went to visit with her at the medical center in Macon, and I was on the floor, and I visited with her. The nurse came in. I, I went back, I, before the nurse came in. I had the obligatory preacher prayer, and I prayed, you know, God, please help us. We need to get in touch with the son. I walked down the hall to the inn looking out over Macon, looking out the window, and I went back in, and the phone was just being hung up, and Helen Fisher's daughter, with tears in her eyes, she said, Lynn, you won't believe who that was. It was my brother. Is he worthy? That's a question that only you can answer. I don't care how old or young you are. You have to answer that question. Is God worthy of your devotion? Is God worthy? You've proven it today just by your mere presence here. You believe that God is worthy. You believe the Bible and you believe your mentors, those wonderful people who've gone before you. You believe those people who prayed over you and those people who loved you and those people you even came to church with them today because you believe he's worthy even though there are times where you're just not quite sure. Carter said it right. There are times where you have issues and you say, God, what's going on, what can I do? Please help me, Lord, I don't want to go through this. What am I gonna do? And then you come back to church on Sunday because you believe he's worthy. And you continue coming back and you continue living the faith Monday through Monday and Saturdays and Wednesdays, nights and Thursday mornings early when you wake up for no reason. You go and open the Bible or you listen to that music on the way to school or something. You you have determined that you're going to place your trust in him because he is worthy. Regardless. Regardless of circumstance. Bob Simcoe and Nancy sent me a letter. It was on Facebook. He wanted me to be sure to let you know how much he appreciates it. He saw Carol come forward last week and he heard my report from my conversation with her. She just simply wanted to say thank you, First Baptist Church Manchester, for taking care of her. She's got the sling on her left arm. She had her shoulder replaced and she needed help to go back and forth to rehab in Columbus. And and thank you, First Baptist Church, Manchester, you helped get her back and forth. Well, Bob said this, I would like to follow Carol Wallace's example of last week, thanking those many people who have been there for us, offering to drive repeatedly, weekly to doctor's appointments. Bob needs help back and forth and packing for us, he said, they're packing for us as we prepare to move and buying meals for us. This is what he said, I've never seen such an outpouring of God's grace and love through his body, the church. Thank you, thank you. Is he worthy? Now again, this is a question that your mama doesn't answer for you. Your daddy doesn't answer for you. Your grandmama, I don't care how godly she was. She, she wrote the Bible longhand 15 times in her life, as smart as she was, she knew every syllable. She can't answer this question for you. This is one you've got to deal with and one that I have to deal with. And as Carter expressed beautifully at the beginning of the service, it's not a question that's over-dealt with in one time when you were a kid, when you were standing in the water of the baptistry. This is something you deal with for the rest of your life because we go through life and there are problems and there are difficulties and there are hardships and there's burdens that we have to deal with and it's there where you really answer the question is he worthy is he worth your attention your affection is god worth your all a w e you got quiet when i was telling you about carolyn writing the book you got even more astounded when you heard that she was down syndrome. Matthew chapter 17. Would you turn your Bible there? Matthew 17. This was one of those God wink moments for a couple of three of the disciples. It was a big moment. It was an awe inspiring moment of focus. It was a moment where their trust Matthew 17. Their trust in Jesus was worthy, their attention, their affection. Matthew chapter 17, the, the Mount of Transfiguration is what we call it and I just feel led to talk about that mount. mount chapter, uh, Matthew chapter 17, look, look, look at the story, it's kind of innocent and yet it's profound. Matthew 17, hope you have your Bible open there. After six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, the brother of James, and led them up a high mountain by themselves. They went up on top of a mountain. You love doing that? I love doing that. I hope sometime in October I get to go up to the mountains of North Georgia. I love the autumn season. Uh, Well, Jesus took those disciples, Peter, James, and John, and led them to the high mountain by themselves. There he was transfigured. He was transfigured before them. Awesome moment. His face shone like the sun. His clothes became white as light. Just then there appeared before them Moses and Elijah talking with Jesus. Peter said, you know, Peter, Lord, is it good for us to be here? If you wish, I'll put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. And note verse five, while he was still blabbering, (laughs) while he was still talking, yada, 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 a bright cloud covered them, and a voice from the cloud said, this is my son, whom I love, with him I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell down on the ground, terrified. But Jesus came and touched them. Get up, get up, get up. Don't be afraid. Don't be i have been chattering. My knees would have been knocking. Don't be afraid. Be afraid. Calm down, calm down. Don't be afraid. Those are the beautiful words that Jesus said to his disciples after he was resurrected when he came to the upper room. Don't be afraid, boys. Don't be afraid. And then a, a couple of a, a six days later, he went back again to the upper room. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. When the angels went to the shepherds on the hillside, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. In that awesome moment, When you determine in your heart of hearts, in your spirit, when you determine in your brain where the logic is, when you determine that he is worthy, when you're facing the difficulties of life and you're struggling trying to figure out what to do and you've got a mountain on both sides of you, rock and hard place, don't be afraid. He is worthy. We're talking about the glory of god look back up a couple of verses in matthew 16. look at verse 27. i wish they had not divided the chapter there at that start of the story they should have gone up look there in matthew 16 verse 27 for the son of man is going to come in his father's shape glory with his angels and they will reward each person according to what they have done. Truly I tell you, you, some of you who are standing here will not taste death before they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. The glory, the Shekinah glory of God. Oh! Oh my goodness. The glory of God. Turn over to 1 Kings chapter 8, would you please? 1 Kings chapter 8 is one of the hilarious stories of all scripture for me, especially as a preacher. 1 Kings chapter 8, look at verses 10. Yeah, 1 Kings, you have to use a table of contents on that one, maybe, but we are a user-friendly congregation. If you need to use the table of contents, you're welcome. No one's going to take a report card on whether or not you can find it. Look at 1 Kings chapter 8. Look at verses 10 and 11. Solomon had just built the temple of God. Beautiful temple. One of the greatest wonders of all the world. The temple of God. And notice there, it's the dedication of the temple. It's probably the heading at the top of that chapter. 1 Kings chapter 8. Look at verses 10 to 11. The moment for the time to dedicate the temple was at hand. And the priest had done all their preparations. They had written their sermons, and the chief priest—it was going to be on his resume. He preached at the dedication of the temple. <laughs> Look at verse ten and eleven. When it came time to dedicate the temple, God said, "Boys, y'all sit down over here on the front pew. Leave it to the one who knows how to do it best." And the Spirit of God, the glory of God filled the temple. It was an awesome moment. It was, he is a worthy, he is worthy moment. I'm a preacher and I know how to be prepared for a moment like that when you're going to dedicate a building. <laughs> and God said, boys, y'all need to sit down and let, let, let a pro show you how it's done. And he went in and dedicated the temple. Go back now to Matthew 17. What do we do typically whenever we come to one of those moments? Simon Peter started talking. Of all the times of his life, he should have been quiet. Simon Peter, in the midst of this Shekinah glory moment, out of all the times of his life when he should not have said a word, he said, Oh Jesus, should we build, uh, you mean put up a tent or something, you know? can you, I, I, he, he, he had this way of always talking, yada, 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 Talk, 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 talk. In that holy moment where Jesus Christ is determined to, to the universe that he is worthy, where the glory, the Shekinah glory of God came on the Mount of Transfiguration, his clothes were as radiant as any light you've ever seen, his face radiant. Simon Peter said, "I, I got a ten. I can go put up here. I mean, do you got it, Jesus? You got, should I make it?" Notice no answer to the question. Instead, a cloud appeared and covered them. And the disciples were afraid. Of course, they were. Like the close encounters of a third kind, a cloud appeared, and they didn't know what to do. So they fell down on their faces. And the voice came from the cloud. This is my son. Shhh. Listen to him. No talking. Listen to him. Is he worthy in your life? Even when you're having a bad day? Is he worthy? Is he worthy? Shhh. I don't care what you're dealing with. COVID, is he worthy? Shh. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Believe me, I know. You gotta go see the doctor next week and you don't know exactly what he's gonna say. He said, come back for a consult. And you're thinking, oh my goodness, what am I gonna do now? And you're not sleeping at night. You wake up at one o'clock in the morning. Is he worthy? Okay, okay, school's starting. I know, you're going to a new building. Oh, middle school? High school? Are you kidding me? Oh my goodness, you gotta drive them where? And you have gotta leave them where? And how far away is that? And you've gotta drive all the way back home after making one of the most great deposits of your life into another city, into a dormitory? And there are boys around and there are girls around and you know that they're up to mischief. Is he worthy? Thank you for answering. He is worthy. You're exactly right, brother. Is he worthy? Okay, I know you're afraid. You're afraid. Are you gonna make that commitment or not? Is it time to move to another job? Is it time to move to another community? Oh my goodness, what are we gonna do? Is it time to retire? Is he worthy? In this story in Matthew chapter 17, we're being taught that it's all about Jesus. Simon Peter, hush. Listen to him. And I'm telling you brothers and sisters in Christ, listen to him. I don't care what you're dealing with. It does not matter. It does not matter. Listen to him. He's got you right here in the palm of your hand. He's got your best interest at heart. He said there is nothing that's going to overtake you. All things will work together for good if you love him and are called according to his purposes. We're told that if we will focus on him, not only will we have peace, we will have perfect peace. Is he worthy? It's all about him. Talk, 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 talk. Too many words. Too many words. Talk, talk, talk. Is he worthy? Yes or no? You saw God wink this week. I know you did. You saw him wink. Team USA Olympic hurler, hurdler, hurdler, Sidney McLaughlin. You liked her testimony. She just beat her own world's record to score a goal for the United States in the 400-meter hurdles. And then you saw that picture of her kneeling there Track. And she had that look on her face of awesome awe. You saw it. She went on to write this. Listen, the mental strain of preparing for the rounds in order to solidify your spot is heavy enough at the Olympics. But the amount of the weight the Lord took off my shoulders is the reason I could run so freely yesterday. Listen to what she said. My faith was being tested all week from bad practices to three false start delays to a meet that was delayed. Listen to this young lady. She's 20, early 20 something from New Jersey. Listen to what she said. I just kept hearing God say, just focus on me. Just focus on me. That was the best race plan I could have ever assembled. I no longer run for self-recognition but to reflect his perfect will that it's already set in stone i don't deserve anything but by grace through faith jesus has given me everything records come and records go the glory of god is eternal thank you father in quote just Focus on me, not me, me, him. Is he worthy? How many times in your life have you proven he's worthy? How many times? How many times have you been more proud of you when you look in the mirror? Because you tried your best to live like he asked you to live and you tried your best and it worked out. God wink. How many times how many times have you proven it over and over and over and over and over again when you were scared wondering what tomorrow will hold and all of a sudden you got to tomorrow and you realized he was holding you oh yeah you were wondering will I ever be able to make it without him look at here you've made it will I ever be able to make it without her you made it and the sun keeps coming up you made it through middle school Oh, you never thought you would. High school, you're there and now you're the senior. Mm, how about that? You made it. That time when you were scared because the appointment was gonna be at 10 o'clock on Tuesday morning and you had a week to go and you couldn't sleep Monday night because you knew it was just gonna be hard. And you went to the appointment and, is he worthy? you made it. The Shekinah glory shone around you and me. And when the Spirit of God is moving in our midst, the awesome presence of God, the glory of God, it's not time to talk. It's time to listen. Just focus on care what you're dealing with. Those of you tuning in, I don't care what you're dealing with. Just focus on Him. Just focus on Him. Just focus on Him. Yes, He is worthy. down because you had holy work to do father we're so pretentious we can't do anything without you apart from you there is nothing and the sooner we learn that lesson the better life is the greater the adventure becomes life adventure becomes a gift every single day No matter the pain, no matter the struggle, no matter the doubt, no no matter the difficulty, God. No matter, no matter, no matter. Just focus on you. Father, help us know how to do that again and again, right now. Father, we would all say you're worthy, yes. There comes a point in time where we must make that commitment of our life, God. And we say yes to you. And we become more and more like you. Thank you for a time, God, where we can, can come in as your babies, as your children. Thank you for letting us come in and just consider the chicane of glory of Jesus Christ, God. We have been redeemed by you. We have been restored by you. And you promise to remember our sins no more. So we come again to you now, Lord, and admit that you are worthy. Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let me just say it to you, the words of the day, no matter what, the four words I want you to take, just focus on him. Our hymn of invitation is hymn number 302, 302. I hear thy welcome voice, God. I hear you speaking right now. As God would lead in your life if you feel the Spirit of God pulling you leading you especially if he wants you to be a member of the church that's an easy that's an easy proposition my goodness we would welcome you with open arms of course we would we would celebrate that we'll be your friends and be your family that's what we will be you heard Bob and you heard you heard Carol last week talking about that This is a caring church. Whenever someone comes knocking on the door of our church and they want benevolence funds, I want to say to them, where do you go to church? If you go to church, we will help each other. We will do that. Carol and Bob and Nancy Simcoe are proving that to you over and over again. We'll do that if you'll be a part of the body of Christ with us. That's what it's about. We will be in relationship with you as much as you will let us. We won't crowd you if you don't need that. No, we won't. Well, boy, there's some in this church that will mother you well. <laughs> I can tell you that from experience. I came here in 1995, and I was only half the man then that I am now because you guys fed me so much. You ladies fed me so much over the years. Yeah, we'll be that for you for sure. If you feel the leadership of the Spirit of God in your life right now, and you feel like you want to be a part of His family and a part of His family here, a part of His family through baptism, whatever God is leading you to the decision to make, you come right now. Him number 302, 302, you come. Stand together, please.